0: Welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur, here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guest and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey there, welcome to episode 186 of the Girl Means Business podcast. Today we are talking all about productivity, how to make the most of the time that you have. One of the reasons I really wanted to leave my teaching job and run my business full-time was I was desperately craving this time freedom, the ability to go and do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted in my day and not have to be, controlled or dictated by somebody else's schedule or somebody else's needs. And so when I left teaching and I was home and I was working from home, I had this vision of like waking up each day and having the whole day ahead of me and being so productive because I had all this time, whereas before I hadn't had that time. What I quickly learned (laughs) was that that's not how things work. You need structure. You need some kind of plan to your day. Because what happened was I was so focused on having freedom and flexibility that things started falling through the cracks and it became a bit of a mess. And so I then had to pick up the mess and figure out how to organize it. And so I have learned some systems and processes and automations and a system that works for me. But I love hearing how other people do it because I'm not a systems and organization person by nature at all. You've heard me say that multiple times here on the show. It is not something that comes naturally for me, but I do really love it. I love the idea of having a plan for my day, of having a structure to what I'm doing each day. And that is why I love bringing people on who are really good at the things that I'm not good at. And so our guest this week, Chelsea Newmeyer, she is a productivity expert. She's a nerd for all things time management and productivity. And after years of reading really frustrating productivity advice that didn't match her life, which side note, she tells a story about the bad advice that she got and it's hilarious. But she started her own coaching business to help solopreneurs and military spouses maximize their time by getting the personalized productivity that they need to reach their goals. So she is a Navy spouse and currently lives in Guantanamo Bay Naval Base in Cuba with her husband and their dog. And we had a great conversation. I took so many notes in this episode. I expect that you will want to take notes as well. So make sure you've got pen and paper or the notes app on your phone ready to go because this is a really, really good one to take notes on. And if you really find this episode interesting and you enjoy it, I would love, love, love for you to take a screenshot and share it over on your Instagram stories. Tell people what you're listening to, maybe one of your best favorite takeaways from this episode, and make sure you tag me at Business because I want to reshare it to my story so that we can get more people seeing our content. It's a win-win both ways. So take that screenshot, go share it on our Instagram and make sure you tag me. All right, guys, let's get to my conversation today with Chelsea. Hey there, Chelsea. Welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I'm excited to chat with you. Hi, Kendra. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, okay, let's get started. I want you to tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. So give us kind of like the backstory into Chelsea's world. Sure. Yes. So
1: I'm just Chelsea Newmeyer. I'm a productivity and time management coach with a focus on solopreneurs. And I was inspired to start this business after reading some really terrible productivity advice. I've always been like a huge time management productivity nerd, right? So I was definitely that kid who had like a color coordinated to do list and always had a planner with me at all times. But I was doing some kind of standard reading because I like to educate myself on the topic. And at the time, I was tutoring and working with high school students on executive function. So just make you know adding to my repertoire. And this book I read that was kind of the last straw talked about um, this gentleman who was um, you know, very high up and some executive of some big company. And he talked all about how he would take a nap in the middle of the day to recharge and how he had his assistant just prepare everything for the day. So he would walk in and just have it all prepared and how we would multitask during meetings by reading articles and half listening. And I was so frustrated by that advice because it just was so opposite of the kind of world that I lived in and the kind of world that my friends and my colleagues at the time I was working in a kind of more traditional office and going in every day. And I was laughing to myself like, okay, great. Who's going to tell my boss I need a couch in my office or some of the other productivity advice of like blocking these long chunks of time out on our calendar for deep work. I'm like, great. All right. So am I just supposed to like tell my boss I can't doctor her for four hours, right? Like <laughs> it just was so impractical. And so I was really inspired to make productivity more accessible and more personal for especially entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs who can start who started this business because they wanted that time freedom they want to be able to create a schedule that works for them in their life but also reflective of the fact that we all have different lives we all have different kinds of businesses we may have children or pets or partners who have different types of schedules that we need to adapt to and we can't approach our schedules in this um kind of you know lock the door turn off everything and just purely focus 100% of the time and so how do we Make our schedules best reflect our strengths, our natural inclinations, what we're good at. And it has morphed into a couple of different ways. And I've really landed on again the solopreneur stage, but I absolutely love it. I, I can nerd out about time management productivity all the time. <laughs> um, but that was, yeah, that was the inspiration for my business. And my background is actually in biomedical engineering and nonprofit. Um wow. big so difference. I big <laughs> difference. And but I've been able to use those skills of, you know, strategic thinking, um, being able to connect with people and really put all of that time and effort into the work I do with my clients.
0: That's awesome. Um, well, from someone who is not like a naturally organized, scheduled person, like when you were talking about like color coding and planners on like, that's like something I aspire to. I really do. I like, I admire those people who are like super organized and have a plan for everything. And I am just so like, I try every year I buy a planner, I buy markers and I'll make it through. I made it through to almost July of this year and then summer hit and like it all went out the window. Yeah. But I think that's so amazing. And there's a lot of people, I think, like me, especially people who are creative entrepreneurs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who were like, we got into building a business because we want to be creative and we want to have freedom and flexibility and all these things. And then we realize, oh crap, I still need some structure. I still need some, like, something that guides me in the right direction of like how to actually be productive in my day. So that's where you come in. So I'm going to be playing the the role of myself here (laughs) in this conversation of I need help with this. So um, yeah, so I'm excited. So let's kind of dive in and talk about like, so explain to me maybe a little bit of the difference in helping solopreneurs with time management versus like other people, other industries, other um, even like other entrepreneurs who have maybe a team of people? Why specifically solopreneurs? Absolutely. So again, some of the productivity advice out
1: there, I think, or things that we hear or see a lot on Instagram, especially if you're following a lot of similar business accounts, is all about outsourcing or... um you know, again, this this advice that doesn't necessarily match. And so I think with solopreneurs, they don't necessarily have the resources yet just to start outsourcing everything that they have to do. And as people, as solopreneurs, as even the small teams, maybe you do have a virtual assistant, there's a lot we have to do. There's social media management, there's the actual client work, there's backend finances, right? There's all of these things that are kind of swirling in our head at any given time. And so recognizing that solopreneurs have to, we have to be making sure that we're working on the right thing at the right time. That's really how I define productivity is making sure that you're doing the thing that's going to get you closest to your goals, right? What are the most important things? And, you know, I was laughing a little bit when you're talking about the color coding and everything, because it's also, what's fun for me is to get to listen to everybody's different life, the different things that they're working on in their business and craft and help them create a schedule that not only helps them excel, but also teach them the skills so that when crap hits the fan, you can adjust accordingly. Like you can, you have the skills and the tools you need to reschedule, reshuffle, retool, and trust yourself that you're going to be able to jump right back into what you need to be doing. And so that's why, like I said, I really love that entrepreneurial space and specifically solopreneurs who just don't have anyone to delegate to yet. Um, When I'm working with someone who works in a more creative or a more traditional office space, I had a client who was actually a lawyer on Capitol Hill. And so with her, it was really more about that project management, how to talk with her boss about setting boundaries. Um, So how to create her, you know, where she actually had flexibility in her schedule that we could work around what her morning and evening routines looked like. So we'd take it out of the workspace too. So there's a lot of different ways we can go with it.
0: Yeah. So I think for me and I, for anyone who knows Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram seven. So part of mm-hmm. my personality trait is I don't like feeling like I'm constrained or put into a box. And so one of, I think, my pushbacks to getting organized and and creating a schedule and having these things in place is that in my mind, and whether it comes from school or whatever, like has trained me to believe that in order to be organized means you have to like do the same thing every single day. And there's something in my brain that immediately is like, nope, not doing that. I need to be able to have space to have flexibility and like go randomly have coffee with a friend if I want to and it not throw off my whole schedule for the day. So let's talk about that because I think there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. who feel that way and not everybody, but I do think there's a good handful of people that are like, I started my business so I didn't have to be on a schedule. But we need some sort of thing. So, what are some tips you have for those of us who are a little more like resistant to the idea of putting ourselves into a schedule? Uh, I love this
1: question. And I actually had an Enneagram coach on my podcast who walked through oh, all awesome. the types and the best tips she had for productivity for your type. So, I'm an Enneagram 3 which is essentially mean I'm a built-in coach for time management productivity. <laughs> like I was just, I was born to be this role, um, but she's actually also a type seven. And so to your point, the, the scheduling can be whatever you need it to be, right? One of the first questions I ask someone is often if they're a morning person or a night person, right? Like even something so simple as recognizing when you're going to be the most focused can help you make decisions about how you're spending your time. So if you're super focused in the morning, let's not put a bunch of meetings in the morning, right? I am much more focused in the afternoons. So I would rather have my meetings in the morning because I'm also an extrovert. So I like load up on energy and then can dive into the afternoons with more focus. So it's really to start about recognizing those traits that you have about yourself, those natural strengths and making those adjustments moving forward.
0: Okay. Hang I on. Recommend- I want to pause you for a sec. Cause that's interesting yeah. because what you just said, I want to touch on that because I would have had it the other way around. So you're saying if you, cause I'm more productive in the afternoon. So you're saying if I'm more productive in the afternoon, then I need to sit, reserve that time for like creating content, working on things that, I need, that need more attention and then doing more of like, podcast episodes or interviews and things like that in the morning, because I'm more, I mean, I'm an introvert, extrovert kind of, but I do get like energy from talking Mm -hmm. to people. See, I would have had that flipped. I would have thought, well, if I'm more productive in the afternoon, schedule those for the afternoon. But then you're saying that's taking away my creative time to do other things, right?
1: Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, But they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're gonna love it just as much as I do.
1: Well, it's more focused, right? So it's also asking yourself, do you need to be more focused while you're doing podcast work or do you need to be more focused While you're creating content, for example, which are you more easily to get distracted, right? Like I love talking to people, so it's super energizing for me. And I would rather have podcast interviews done in the morning so that I, you know, like I said, talk to them. I don't need to be as strategically focused when it comes to creating content, right? You're kind of wordsmithing it and working it around. And, um, I'm much more likely to get distracted and procrastinating on that stuff. So I would, I'll save that to the afternoon when I know that I'm, it's much easier for me to like put my phone away and, and work at that time.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Try it. See if it Yeah. No, I, cause I mean, I just had never heard it presented in that way. I think I've always mm-hmm. heard it as like, if you are more, you know, energized in the afternoon, then spend your mornings doing more like not leisurely things, but you know what I mean. Like do more of your like intense work in the afternoons. And I mean, anyway, the way you said it, something kind of was like, oh wait a minute, that's not that's the reverse of the way I've always had it in my brain. So very interesting. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to like make sure I clarify that because that's a really, really good point. So continue what you were saying. We were talking about um, how to help someone who is like an Enneagram 7 who struggles with putting them, like having that restraint on them. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. I totally derailed you. My fault. (laughs) Fine. Um, So the other thing I was going to say is that
1: I'm a big fan of time blocking. It's something that I work through with all of my clients. But one of the approaches that I take to time blocking is that I tend to do it by the day, maybe by the week. Um, rather than create, like you mentioned, that that routine that has to happen every single day, right? I don't want your Monday to look the same every single week, unless you want your Monday to look the same every single week. You know, I always give the example too that my husband works a rotating schedule, so he works every other Monday. And so I don't want my Monday to look the same every week because if he's off, maybe I want to take a longer lunch break and we get to hang out in the middle of the day. Or if he's working, I'll work he works until later at night, I'll work a little bit later in the day. So take your time blocking day by day and maybe a week at a time so that you can be flexible, have that those opportunities to Go have coffee with a friend if they call you, right? Because you can say, all right, great. I'll just move this block to the next day or two days from now because I know I have that flexibility in my day. I know I've built that time in.
0: Oh, I like that too. Because yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of time blocking, um, but I, I tend to like create it and like set it and then I'm like, oh, I have to now stick to this. And then the whole thing, it's a whole cycle. So I like the idea of doing it kind of a day or a week. I think a week is good because you can kind Mm -hmm. of look at your week and go, okay, I've got these things. I've got, this is personal, this is work, this is kid related, whatever, and kind of figure it out based on that instead of having to stick to like every week looking exactly the same. That's really smart.
1: Yeah. And I always think of those blocks as guardrails, right? Like you, let's say you've blocked. I was, I like longer blocks too. I, I don't, you know sometimes hour block works but if you can do longer blocks and be um have more themes around those blocks that tends to be a little bit easier for people who are newer to it or are more resistant to strict scheduling so let's say you have a 2 hour content block set like i said they're guardrails so if something comes up if you get a phone call from a client or something happens in your family if you're working from home you can manage that, but you know what you're coming back to. You're not going to waste that 15, 20 minutes of time trying to figure out, okay, where was I? What was I working on? You know, like, okay, nope, still in my content block. This is what's coming up next. This is what I got to get back into.
0: Oh, I like that too they guardrails. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk, let's kind of go into the blocking a little bit more. So mm-hmm. let's say that you have sat down, you look at your week, you're like, okay, I know I'm most focused in the afternoon. So from like noon to three, when I go pick up my kids from school, that's going to be my, um, you know, focused work time content creation block. We'll just say content creation block. And then I, this happens to me more times than I like to admit, I will say, okay, I'm going to sit, I'm going to, have my lunch. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to like get all this stuff done during that three hour block. And then I sit down and I'm like so overwhelmed with all the things that I need to do that I end up doing really nothing (laughs) or like bare minimum. So how can we within our blocks of time make sure we're being as help or as productive and efficient as we need to be?
1: Ah, such a great question because yes, absolutely happens. Um, and I have a couple of different words for this. My favorite trap that hap- can happen—I like to call procrastinating—and oh. that's when <laughs> we <laughs> think we're being productive by spending the whole time planning what we're going to do instead of we instead of like actually accomplishing it, um, such as rewriting your to-do list or re-time blocking your week. Anything that is duplicate of what you've already done, um, but it is such—it is my favorite way to procrastinate, <laughs> right? So. One of my kind of tips for this is really making sure that you're planning what you're going to do the night before, right? You want to walk into that block knowing what you're going to be working on. So again, let's pick on this three-hour block of content time. Being realistic about what you can get done in that time is also important. So if you think that in three hours you're going to schedule 10 Instagram posts, write two blogs, and edit a podcast, like that's probably not going to happen in that time, right? So one being really realistic, which takes practice, right? You're going to have to just kind of get into practices about estimating how long those things take. So give yourself grace, take time, take practice. And so being realistic about that time is going to be really important. The other piece of it is making sure that you are setting yourself up for success. So when you're walking into that block, do you – Are you creating the content strategy or do you know exactly what you need to post and you're just preparing it, right? So again, making sure that you have really distinct goals, making sure that you have really distinct tasks that you need to work on, because if it's really abstract, it's just going to slow you down too, because then you're going to be thinking about it and and you're kind of waiting to be inspired when you don't really have time necessarily to wait to be inspired, right? So we want to sit down with as much planned ahead of time as we possibly can, and then be on the lookout for some of those like classic procrastination techniques, right? It's really easy to procrastinate if we don't know what we're going to be working on next. Um, it's really easy to procrastinate if we keep those distractions up, like our email. I don't even say put your phone away. I mean, it, it's it's a recommendation always, but like sometimes that's really hard for people. So at the very least, just like close your email out. Um, and so giving yourself as much protection of that space in that time as you possibly can will just help you get down to get down to business during that time (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's hard it's really hard we all have good days and bad days
0: I know I like when you were explaining like you could do 10 Instagram posts and two blog posts and a podcast edit. Like that's exactly what I think I can do in three hours. (laughs) Realistically I can do maybe half of that, but I Mm -hmm. always have this grander plan of like, no, I can do all of these things and it's going to be so great. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, I've scrolled Instagram because I was looking for one thing and I ended up on like this rabbit hole of other things for 30 minutes. It's yeah. So I, I'm a bit, I like to eliminate as many distractions as possible. I love the, iPhone, like the do not disturb feature of my phone. I do it on my computer too because it never fails. I will turn it off on my phone and then I'll get notifications on my laptop. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not helping. It's defeating the purpose. Um, Okay. Those are awesome tips. So let's go into some maybe like tools that we can use. So do you have any like time management tools that you recommend as far as for helping solopreneurs?
1: I am like painfully antiquated when it comes to some of this stuff. My to-do list planner, I don't actually don't use a planner. Um, I use a piece of paper um, every day. So my kind of strategy is I do a brain dump every week. And so this is where every week I write down all of the things that I can possibly think of that are in my brain into a notebook It doesn't matter if it's work-related or home-related or life-related or something six months in the future or something that has to be done in the next six minutes. I just get it all out of my head. And I reorganize it by priority. And then I literally take a half a sheet of paper that was used or printed on the other side and write my to-do list on that every day. I keep my to-do list about three to five things max. You can always add more, but I don't recommend more than five because things just get added to the list, right? Like let's start with five knowing that the day is going to end at seven um, rather than starting at seven and ending up at 12. So that's my, my tools there. I always calendar digitally because otherwise I will absolutely double book myself. But from a practical kind of focused tools, I always ask myself if there's a faster way to do something. So sometimes it's really simple things like if you are constantly using the same folder or files, bookmark it rather than digging down to it every time. Um, Make sure that you have all of the websites that you need handy, just super accessible. Make sure you save all the logins. So again, just simple things so you're not wasting time being unprepared to get into that kind of work. Um, For my phone, I... Sometimes we'll use do not disturb, but there's also some really cool settings. Like you can turn off, uh, it's called rise to wake or race to wake, which is essentially when you pick up your phone. If you don't turn it off when you pick up your phone, it'll default to show you everything, all the notifications you have. Mm-hmm. If you turn that off, your phone act screen actually stays blank. Oh. And so, what that does is if you're just moving your phone around on your desk, for example, and that screen pops up and you see a notification, it's really hard to resist checking. But if your phone stays black, you're probably not going to default to just checking it. Um, I also remove distracting apps from my home screen. Like you can, you know, you can still search for them, but they're just not there. And that's just because our thumbs default to go into our favorite places. So if they're just not there, it just adds that extra step of resistance. Um, I sometimes will use a website blocker um, as well. There's a couple different options, all great plugins, depending on the browser type you use. And that limits, um, you know, it eventually kind of turn off and block you from accessing certain websites. I don't love them though, because again, as someone who in my business, I need to access certain websites. And so it's just, they're more of like a last resort kind of situation. But if anyone needs more specific information, please don't hesitate to reach out to me because I'm happy to provide more specific tools.
0: Yeah. Those are super helpful. I didn't realize the rise to wake thing on your phone. That's really smart because it's true. Like Anytime I pick my phone up, like that's what it does is it goes right to my notifications. Yep. Yep. Um, I will say one thing I've done, and I did not do this on purpose. It was a total accident. But during COVID, I, you know, everybody had all this extra time on their hands. And I was like, I'm going to create those cute little icons so that the my home screen on my phone is like all really pretty and on brand. And when you do that, the nice thing about it, though, is you no longer get the little notification bubbles on the apps because mm-hmm. it's essentially you're just creating a shortcut button to the actual app. And so that's been super helpful because I don't see like my email number pop up or my Instagram notifications or my Facebook. It just shows me the app button and then I have to open it up to actually see the notifications. Oh, I
1: love that. So that
0: was an accidental like win because I didn't (laughs) intend on it doing that. It just happened that way, but it's made a huge difference because there's something in our brain that when we see and I'm one of those people like, I can't stand those red notifications. Like my husband, I'll check it. I'll like look at his phone sometimes and he'll have like 800 unread emails on like his personal email account. And I'm like, how do you live like this? (laughs) Like that is awful to me. So I, if I see those, I have to go in and clear them out. And that was one of my distractions was I would sit down, I'd pick up my phone to do something. I would see that I had like even like five or six emails and I'd have to go in and clear them out. And that would, you know, it may be five or 10 minutes, but still like it's just, it's taking you away from what you were doing. So that was, like I said, an accidental win for me.
1: Yeah. I any love push notifications idea. you can turn off. I, like yes. I just recommend it as it, and it takes a little bit of time to kind of get in and it's annoying to get into all the apps, but uh, it, it just, it declutters. It, it feels for me, it's like very cluttering. And so if you can just declutter that stuff off your phone, I highly recommend it.
0: And you don't miss it. I think, like, no. I used to think, like, oh, but I want to know, like, when somebody messages me or when somebody, like, likes my post on Instagram. And you don't, like, you don't need to know right away. And you're not going to miss it. It's really totally going to be fine. So, yep. yeah. Well, this has been so helpful already. Like I have so many things I'm walking away from, like, I'm going to need to like implement these things. This is so good. So I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to share with us. So tell everybody where they can find you if they want to get more information or get in touch with you. I know you have a podcast as well. So share that information so that people can, um, become part of Chelsea's world.
1: Yeah, please. So my Instagram is Chelsea and coaching and it's Chelsea with a Y And I'm happy to share any resources there. I love to post um, tips and tricks that I find, but I never want to call them hacks, right? It's not productivity hacks, right? (laughs) I'm teaching you skills so that you can uh, do this for yourself. And I have a podcast called From Overwhelmed to Under Control. And I love to interview other entrepreneurs and other solopreneurs about their schedules and their lives and how they manage their time just to demonstrate that it can be done in so many different ways and it really is personal. And then my website is chelsea and that's where you can learn more about one-on-one coaching looks like or my group coaching program um, and learn a little bit more about me.
0: Awesome. Well, and we'll have make sure I have all that link down in the show notes if anybody wants to grab those links. So thank you again, Chelsea. We really appreciate it. This has been awesome, and we'll chat with you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at girl means business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at girl means business. And I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week. Same time, same place.